welcome. We are the Coffee Table Podcast. I am your host, Anthony. Uh, I'm joined by my guests today, Nina, Aldi, and Lauren. Introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Aldi. Hi, I'm Nina. And hi, I'm Lauren. So uh, on this first episode, we're going to get a little personal. So let's go back. I want (laughs) to start off with the history of coffee, but more specifically, our our experiences with coffee, our little personal history. Um, So how did you guys get into drinking coffee? All right. Well, so for me, I um, grew up in a Hispanic household, so coffee in general was always something that I grew up around with. Um, It was either something you drank as a breakfast beverage or like for dessert at the end of the day. Um, And so I always grew up around it and I was kind of excited when I finally was able to be at the age where I could drink coffee. Um, And I've tasted it throughout my whole life, like very sweetened. And then when I got to fourth grade, I asked my mom if I could have coffee for breakfast because I was no longer feeling cereal or pancakes for breakfast anymore. And it's been my breakfast ever since, like coffee with toast. Yeah. How about you, Nina? So um, when I was little, I always used to think that coffee was only allowed to be um, drunk by adults. So I like always strayed away from it. And then... um, When I was like nine or ten, I always used to take sips of like my mom's coffee and hated it. And um, I was born into a very big Italian family. So like after, um, like during family parties after dessert, all of like my aunts and uncles would have like little cups of espresso because that's like a big thing um, for Italians. And then when I was in high school, um, I went to Dunkin' Donuts with my sister and I got my own like cup of iced coffee and I loved it so yeah um and for me I was seven years old and it was Christmas at my grandma's house and my mom wasn't there so my grandma let me have a cup of coffee and I enunciate that because it was like 90% milk and 10% coffee um and I fell in love with it I loved the taste I had a second cup And my mom agreed to let me have that instead of actual coffee. Um, And then I've been drinking it ever since. So for me, it's kind of similar to Lauren's experience. I would always go to my grandmom's house and they would have cake and coffee with, you know, as dessert. And, you know, I would have like a little bit of coffee in it and it would be mostly milk and sugar. But I always liked it. It was always kind of cool to just have with you know, dessert, it was always, like, this kind of, like, cool thing, like, hanging out with the adults, drinking coffee, but I never really got hooked after that. Uh, When I go there now, I'll usually have um, a cup with them, but it really goes to about the extent of that, but a lot of college students, like my guests, um, have said, just kind of get that hook, and we kind of wanted to go into what that hook is like, especially for college students. Uh, We gathered research um, and survey results on what it's like for college students at Arcadia University who do drink coffee regularly or don't. Uh, And I want to hand it over to Nina to kind of go over what we've gathered so far. So um, from the survey we sent out, we got 53 responses. And out of those, there were nine freshmen, 27 sophomores, eight juniors, and nine seniors. and their majors like varied from acting and musical theater to communications, um, to biology, chemistry, English, education, um, 
And then the first question we asked was, how much coffee do you think you consume daily? And the most popular answer was um, only when I need it, which was um, chosen by 19 people. And 14 people said that they don't drink it at all. And 11 people said two cups a day. Five people said one cup. And then four people said three plus cups. Um, and then... Another question we asked was, why do you drink coffee? And for this question, they were allowed to pick more than one answer. And the most popular answer was, I need more energy, which was answered by 26 people. Wow. Yeah. Um, 20 people said, I only drink it for the taste. 16 said, I'm addicted. 15 said, I don't drink it. And then 10 said, I focus better. So. Is there like one that stands out the most? You don't have to say like all oh, okay. of them. Um. One of the um, big questions was how do you how did you first get into drinking coffee, and um, twenty people said it had to do with family in influences whether it was like their mom their dad or like their grandparents. Um, nine people said that they don't drink it at all. Four people said it had to do with like friends' influences. Um, six people said that they use it to stay energized and focus, and other people said that. They started because it was either trendy or they just started going to Starbucks and Dunkin' and tried it. So That's cool that um, you, there's a lot of people that said they started drinking it because it was trendy. And that mm -hmm. comes kind of into play with like what we were going to talk about next about um, coffee culture and how there's kind of this like subtle pressure or like influence to drink coffee just because everyone around you is drinking it. Um, I know that once I got to high school and college, as much as I've always been drinking coffee my whole life, I definitely started drinking it more once I got here to university. So that's cool that you said that. But you have, like, history about it, right? Yeah. Too? Okay. Um, so from this book, Coffee, Culture, Destinations, and Tourism, written by Professor Lee Jolliffe, um, coffee originated in Ethiopia during the 6th century from a plant called coffea. Arabica, um, and then in 1534, the first coffee house was created in Constantinople, and um, in cities like London and Paris, um, coffee houses have become a very popular spot for um, tourism. Yeah, I always hear like super good compliments about like London coffee or French coffee, so that's cool. So if coffee had this big effect at such an early stage in our history... How has it impacted our culture since? Like, do you have any insights on what it's done to kind of mold us globally? I mean, I think um, social media has a big part of culture. Like, I feel like I remember in, like, 2013 or 2014 when everyone would post those pictures of, like, their Starbucks. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't think about that. It's just, like, a trendy um, thing that's happened. And, I mean, coffee is also used in, like, music and art um and writing and um but first like, coffee <laughs> right, yeah. you guys remember yeah. that t-shirts and like memes yeah. and you don't know, talk to me stuff. until i've had my coffee yeah and especially in like the show friends like they use the coffee house oh, yeah. as like a meeting point oh yeah to, like just for the characters to have like conversations and drink coffee yeah. um 
I feel like the coffee house like culture is such a part of our like everyday life. Like if I'm gonna do homework outside of the house, I'll go to, to a, a coffee, coffee shop. shop. Yeah, exactly. If I'm meeting someone probably for a first date or something, I'll go to a coffee yeah. shop. Like if you want to meet with a friend, yeah. just go get coffee. Yeah. It's the vibes such a... are just so, so like nice and relaxing. Yeah. And yeah. And it's different. It's like more casual than I think like a sit down dinner would be. Yeah. Like if you're you don't just wanna... trying to like chill and hang out, I feel like coffee is a good segue for like conversation and stuff like that rather than like sitting down, dressing up, paying for a whole dinner, like, doing stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm much more comfortable in, like, a coffee shop than I am in, like, a fancy restaurant. (laughs) It's come to the point where they do, like, job interviews in In coffee coffee shops. shops. Yeah, exactly. To make more of a comfortable environment, to make it seem more casual instead of, you know, the fear of going into an office and sitting down with someone at a desk in a full-on suit. Making it super formal. Yeah. 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 So, um... I know that we were supposed to conduct interviews. I know, Nina, you had an interview with someone. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about that? Um, so I interviewed my sister, the one who actually int- like introduced me to Dunkin' Coffee. Um, and um, kind of just summing it up, she just said that she drinks it for the taste, which is why I drank it too. Um, and she got into drinking coffee, I think, when she was in high school. Um, and yeah. All right, and so we will enter it now, and you can go take a listen to it. Okay, so say your name, your year, and your major. My name is Julia Bioli. I'm a social work major, and I'm a junior. So how much coffee do you think you consume daily? Daily? I don't usually drink any coffee. But if I do drink coffee, it's only one cup a day. Why do you need to drink coffee? Um, I'd say for the energy sometimes. When did you first start drinking coffee? Um, younger than grade school, grade school, high school, in college, or none? It was in high school. Um, when you don't drink coffee, how do you feel? Do you get tired? You feel fine, you feel grumpy, you get headaches, or you don't drink it. But uh, I feel fine when I don't drink coffee. How did you first get into drinking coffee? Oh. Um, it was more of like a social thing. You know, like me and my friends would go get coffee. Okay. Um, college plays a big part in co- coffee consumption, yes or no? No. Why do you say that? Um, <clears throat> um, <laughs> I feel like if I, like I don't, for me, personally, I'm not really super stressed all the time. We're staying up late to do assignments, so I never really feel the need to have coffee. But in general, do you think, other than you or someone that does need it, like, all the time, do you think it plays a big part in college, or college plays a big part in Oh, so not personally? 
like well, for people, everyone? We know that personally it doesn't, you don't think so, but what, like, what about in general? In general, I think college students, like, live off coffee. Okay. Cool. All right. That was really interesting. I, yeah, oh my thanks gosh. for sharing that one. Yeah, thanks for sharing with us about that. <laughs> um, um, and just to segue that in, talking about coffee culture, we do have a lot more information on our website. So if you want to find any further information, you can go to our website, which is coffeetablepodcast.com, right? Yeah. So, yep. If you want to find any more information, type in coffeetablepodcast.com and you can find out plenty more on our website as, um, along with blogs, uh, pictures of us, you know, just... If you're uh, into that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Just more uh, general stuff about where we're coming from and... Uh, what the what podcast in- consists of. Yeah, like what information we have for you. And you can actually see our sources and... Make sure that we're not making this stuff up. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right. So now. So now that we've covered the history and context, I kind of want to shift more to a more serious side of coffee. I wanted to ask a little bit of personal experiences on if there are any negative side effects that you guys experience drinking coffee regularly um, that you know you experience from time to time or even daily. Okay. Well, yeah. For me, so. I have a bit of an um, addiction, but not to the point where I will, like, have a headache or anything. So I do drink coffee, like, three times a day. I'm working on that now. I'm decreasing it. I only have it once or twice, which is hard for me, but I'm working on it. Um, I, when I, like, don't drink coffee, I don't have any experiences or, like, effects of, like, getting, having a headache or, like, I'm in pain or anything. I don't know. I feel like the really big side effect of, like, not having coffee is, like, I get a migraine or get super tired um, I feel like I'm pretty fine. I just think I've been so used to the habit of waking up in the morning and having my cup of coffee, and then I can start my day. And so if I don't have that, I'm like, oh, my day's not going to go right. I guess it's like it's the kind of flow like a, is off. Yeah, the flow's off. It's yeah. kind of like a psychological thing, I feel. I don't right. know. But the thing I do get is if like, I have it super late at night, I get like a coffee crash, if that makes any sense. I just um, get tired faster, yeah. but I don't get sleepy right away after drinking it I just I can tell like oh I'm going to bed earlier and I drink I drank coffee like at six noon today instead of dinner because <laughs> I also do that which yeah. is like really bad but coffee's not a meal supplement it's not as much and as we'd like it to be there's like memes about yeah yeah and like I'm a victim but I'm working on it and we're always working on it yes how about you Lauren I so I used to, when I drank coffee probably every day, like twice a day, um, in high school, I used to get migraines when I would go without it. Um, and then I realized it was my caffeine deficiency that was giving me those migraines. So I slowly like weaned myself down to either one cup a day or just not as much as um, I was drinking. And now I can drink it pretty fine, like regularly. And then if I miss a day or something, there's no, there's no real side effects. The only thing is that, like, the more caffeine that I drink in a certain amount of time, the worse the crash is afterwards. So if I'm drinking, like, a latte um, with an extra shot instead of just a regular cup of coffee, I have that, like, high, and then I get really, really, really tired um, quicker. So that's disappointing because lattes taste really good, but um, I'm working, I'm trying to work on that as well. So, Nina, do you have anything like that? Um... Kind of like Aldi, like, I'll drink it, and then I don't feel, like, any side effects. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel tired 
if I go without it for a long time. Um, but my mom, she will drink probably three cups a day, like Jeez. before work, during, like and at after. work, and then after work. And oh, wow. when she doesn't have it, she has like a massive headache. So oh, sorry, wow. mom. Don't go under the bus, but <laughs> that's important. Yeah. No, I yeah. can't really provide much to the conversation, but I feel like I've always gotten like dehydrated when drinking coffee. I oh, mean, that's big fact yeah, for me. Yeah, I didn't think about a, that. It's a diuretic, so it definitely makes you want to drink water afterwards. And most of us probably don't do that nope. like we're supposed <laughs> Guilty. to. Guilty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I want to hand it over to Lauren, who's our expert uh, on the mental side. So Lauren, what? insights you have for Yeah, um, so I did a little research into something called the placebo effect, which is basically like when you drink coffee every day and you get so used to the feeling um, of being caffeinated, like when you don't have the same amount of caffeine, um, you still feel the same way. Um, so I researched into a science fair project from a California student in 2014, um, and they took 10 people and they gave them decaf coffee and then they took 10 people and they gave them regular coffee um, but they didn't tell anyone what they were drinking and the people who were drinking the decaf um, were, were said to have the same psychological effects um, like uh, anxiety and like faster motor skills and stuff yeah. even though they were drinking decaf coffee. Wow. So they weren't necessarily like being lied to but they were so used to drinking regular caffeinated coffee that they just assumed the, their bad. body was so used yeah, to it. Their body yeah. was like tricking them. Into yeah, exactly. Which is really crazy to think about. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's really interesting because I have had that happen to me before. Like when I have been mistakenly given decaf or they don't have regular and my mind is like, yeah, you're, you're still getting that kick, but there's absolutely nothing happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah, it's a really strange phenomenon that that a lot of people um, have experiences with. Um, and then psychological. Does anybody have psychology? No, but yeah, that's so, really interesting. Yeah. To think that even for giving decaffeinated coffee, we might still think if we're not told. Right. Oh my god, I feel so buzzed right now because I had coffee. And then that person's like, "You idiot!" Like, Literally, no, you're not. Yeah, and decaffeinated is like you there is still caffeine but it's like close to none, none yeah. it's so small yeah so even if you like they were to tell you there's some caffeine in it and you were still to feel like think you feel those psychological effects that's really just your mind tricking you exactly it's really weird um so anthony's got some more effects like that yeah i wanted to cover more of the uh physical side like more of your body and less of uh i guess the mental aspects of it so a big common uh, experience with coffee drinkers is something called a coffee crash. Aldi mentioned it earlier, and I kind of wanted to talk about why that happens. Uh, according to Ted Calamer, who is a, a professional dietitian, he says that there's a chemical buildup in our brains of this substance called adenosine. And what adenosine is, is it's a chemical that makes you feel tired. At the, end, at the end of your day, when you're really exhausted, adenosine builds up and it tells you, all right, well, you're done. you got to go to bed. you got to get your rest. you got to recharge, basically. And what caffeine molecules do is they block adenosine from your brain. So when the caffeine molecules wear off 
after whatever cup of coffee, all of those adenosine chemicals are hitting your brain all at one time, and which causes you to just completely hit the hit the floor. <laughs> you, your body kind of just gives up and says, "All right, well that's it." It's pretty common among uh, coffee drinkers, which I think is important to kind of go over. Another interesting aspect is the hangover aspect. We kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, coffee gets compared to alcohol from time to time, but it's less of a uh, depressant and more of a stimulant. It would be more along the lines of a high than a drunk experience. True. But one thing that does seem in common uh, with alcohol is the day after getting kind of a hangover, um, it's almost as if they get this weird like caffeine craze afterwards. Um, the buildup of the caffeine mo molecules uh, causes a reaction that's almost like drinking too much alcohol. Uh, the side effects include migraines, nausea, and vomiting, which is similar to um, you know, just going out on a binge drink with alcohol, and the results can seem as prominent with heavy coffee drinkers as it does with someone who went out and binge drank alcohol, so it's just something to be wary of. That's crazy. On a lighter note, really quick, what's everyone's like favorite coffee order to get? I will start. I get a... Um, I switch between a vanilla iced latte or a white mocha, which is like okay. literally milk, um, like white mocha syrup, and then um, a shot of espresso. Okay. Nina, how about you? Um, I only drink coffee from Dunkin', so I get <laughs> a French vanilla iced coffee with just cream, no sugar, because when they put the sweetener in and the, and the, sugar? And the sugar, it's like too, too much. So it doesn't I even taste like coffee. Yeah, I just get um, the sweetener, not sugar. So for me, if I'm at Starbucks, I get one drink, and then I'm if I'm at like a local shop, I get something else. Um, but if I'm at Starbucks, I get a grande blonde latte. Oh, those are good. Which is their blonde roast, mm -hmm. and it's just milk and the coffee, but there's no sugar in it, and the blonde roast is sweeter than regular. Um, so I get that. And then if I'm at a regular coffee shop, I either just get like a signature cappuccino or a latte or something, because I always love the art that they do yeah. on time. Um, but Anthony, you don't really drink coffee. Do yeah, you? So do you like, for caffeine in general, like is there like an energy drink, soda? Tea. Tea. Really, I just drink water. I mean, good for okay. you. Okay. Yeah. all the time. Good for you, though. Okay, Mr. Hydrated. Yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a healthy boy when it comes to... <laughs> trying to. It's just difficult. Water yeah. tastes so boring. So then when you ever do drink coffee, just because you were talking about like alcohol and people sometimes compare it to that, you don't feel the same. No, type I wouldn't. Of effect. I wouldn't say that it's the same. Yeah, um, same. No, I would pretty much just you know drown my coffee in sugar. So. Me. <laughs> yeah, people that so drink it just black. Wanna, yeah, oh. whatever you want to call that is, is pretty much <laughs> what I roll with when I drink coffee. No, yeah, I feel that. Um, yeah, I remember always growing up and tasting my parents' coffee, and they always put sugar. They always drink it black, but with like sugar in it. Yeah. But, like, people that have just plain plain black, I don't think I'll ever get to that point no. in my life. It's I, That's hard. It's like so bitter. And you have to eat something with it or else it'll tear your stomach up. 
-hmm. Like if you don't eat anything with black coffee, it will just like the acidity is so bad that it'll just make your stomach hurt. Like, nobody's business. Yeah, do not want to. Some older people can do it without, but um, not for me. (laughs) Not for me. That's funny. (laughs) I had this interview with two Arcadia students recently, just asking them, you know, general things about their experiences with caffeine and how they were introduced to coffee in the first place. You can go take a listen. What are your names? Um, Brianna. Grace. So, what was your first sip of coffee like? Uh, I was like four years old, and it was the Wawa carton of coffee that was in my fridge. So it was a lot of caffeine for a four-year-old. <laughs> um, I hated coffee at first. I think it tasted terrible, but now I'm addicted, and I cannot go a day without drinking it. So. Do you remember when that was? Like when you started drinking coffee? No, but not exactly, but I'm sure I had a sip when I was like really little, like my mom's coffee, because she has it every day too. So you guys think that, you know, your parents influenced you to drink coffee? Definitely. Yeah, I think so, just because it's always been in my house, but I, I've always liked it. Do you think there's less of a stigma around it because like, you know, you've been around it your entire life? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I guess not. I mean, I don't drink coffee just because my parents do. But I think that's why, like, maybe some other people just think that it's supposed to give you energy, so that's why they do it, not because of the taste. Do you have a personal reason? Why I drink it? Yeah. I just like it. Okay. I think it's yummy, and it always gives me energy, so. Our last segment plays a large role in the coffee culture. So let's talk money. Aldi. What is the economic impact? coffee in our society our last segment is probably one of the most important economics like our money spendings with coffee um and college kids are on a budget anyway (laughs) so like how does that play into i did find like statistics and stuff like with how much we spend yeah so i did a bit of research on the economic side of coffee how much we spend or even how much we save like how much money we save when we're brewing coffee at home versus when we're buying it out so, um, according to Lori Klosterman, who is a science writer and educator, and she also wrote a book called The Facts About Caffeine, it is estimated that people consume about 120,000 tons of caffeine each year in the form of coffee, tea, and sodas. Um, and at that time, it was in 20, 2006 when she published that, so I can only assume it's even more now just because like, of the different types of coffee methods we can brew at home and also just buy from other places. And page turning. Um, According to the National Coffee Association, the total economic impact of the coffee in the United States in 2015 was $225.2 billion. Um, Consumers in the U.S. in total spent $74.2 billion on coffee. Yeah, it's crazy thinking of the money because I know I'm in there. I know I'm in that $74 billion. Um, It says Americans consume 400 million cups of coffee per day. Um, and that co- coffee is the number one agricultural product in the world, and that's all that like that was all I pretty much found in that one website from the National Coffee Association. But um, I did read more about just how much you could save if you were to brew coffee at home. So if you're buying coffee, you're spending between one dollar to five dollars per cup. Meanwhile, brewing a cup of coffee at home costs you between sixteen to eighteen cents per cup because you're buying like the big. Um, 
prepackaged things right. instead of buying each one individually. This means that if you opt to buy coffee at a cafe, you're spending between $5 to $25 a week. Um, and so that means 20 to $100 a month and $240 between $1,200 a year. So versus where you, if you're brewing it at home, you're only spending $45 a year. So there is a big difference there between the two. So if we are going to talk about money and we do want to save money, but because we're in, we are college students and we're just trying to be caffeinated, probably making it at home or in your dorm room would be a lot easier for your um, like money wise, things like that. And then a little bit more statistics. Um, over 50% of college students consume caffeinated drinks daily. And then the average coffee drink in college goes to the nearest chain, like Starbucks or Dunkin'. Um, and this costs about 21 milli. I don't even know what I have there. I think it's like $21 billion um, a month within like e like all the chain um, Starbucks or Dunkin's in the area, which is like really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, personally, me, I don't know if I spend, um, I probably spend like $100 a month. Like I'm not even going to lie because my drink, the drinks that I buy are never like from Dunkin' usually. And even if I do, I get the iced lattes and that's like $5 a drink or at Starbucks is always $5. Um, it just depends. But yeah, there's usually... It's usually a little expensive, so I will definitely try to brew it more at home, even though I already do, but doing it at home only and not to go out of my way to go somewhere else definitely helps. It's so hard, though, because, like, you just got to you gotta wake up and you got to do the coffee and you got to get a mug that you can bring with you and you have it's to, just, like, it's, a, yeah. it's just so easy to go and just get it from somewhere else. But it's also, like, it's economically safe, but it's also, like, environmentally safe, too, mm -hmm. to, like, do it at home. Very true. Because you can use a reusable mug, and you can, like, brew your own water. Like, yeah, we haven't even mentioned them. Yeah, yeah. Environmental I, packs with I think it's just so important because of the paper is better than plastic, of course, but we're still cutting down trees with paper. Um, but, yeah, I do feel better when I brew it at home because then I'm not, Same. like, throwing stuff away. And now I'm including an audio clip of an interview I had with Derek Moser. He is a college student at Temple University who is a barista at their on-campus cafe called Saxby's. I thought that it was important to include an interview regarding what a barista would experience working at a cafe, especially on a college campus, since it is very important within our own podcast. So go ahead and take a listen. So my name is Derek Moser. I am 23 years old. I work at... Uh, Saxby's uh, in Philadelphia and I go to Temple University where I'm a legal studies major. <laughs> so what's like an average the average age of the customers that buy from Saxby's? Um, I would definitely say probably uh, averaging out mid-20s um, but age can range anywhere from like 18 to like 50. Oh because like professors go there too and right. stuff okay right yeah and i'd say we get a fair a fairly even amount of like professors and students okay and then is there a time of day where it's like the most busy or is it always oh, yeah. busy throughout the whole day yeah um definitely 10 o'clock is the busiest rush we have um for coffee and for like breakfast okay and then for you specifically like did you work at saxby's because you like drink a lot of coffee or just because it's like a on-campus job it definitely played a factor like i do drink a lot of coffee 
but um, also just like experience with coffee and like learning about it was another reason why I decided to work for them. Okay, and how long have you worked there? Uh, probably about a year and a half, and I've been working as a barista for three years. Oh, nice. Okay, and then do you think you know like an estimate average of how much like someone spends or like how much the store would make? Anything, like even if it's like an hour or something, like how much they would make an hour, it's fine. Yeah, um, so I think the average person probably spends, I'd say, probably like 18, 18 to 22 dollars um, a week on coffee, and it really depends on what they're drinking, like if people are drinking more espresso drinks like lattes and cappuccinos, then you're definitely spending more per week. Um, if you're drinking, like, brewed coffee, like, just regular, you know, typical coffee, you're spending less. So, but I would probably say people spend anywhere, like, 18 to $22 a week on coffee. Okay, cool. And then do you think people, like, are cranky at all when they're ordering drinks in the morning because they haven't, like, had their coffee <laughs> yet? Like, are people rude at all? Um... Not typically. People get cranky when their drinks aren't coming out in time, and that, I don't think that really reflects their need for caffeine so much as their personality. Because, um, like, I don't think coffee really... I think it makes you tired more than anything. Like, And then from there, how people react to being tired is kind of like person to person. Like, for me, when I'm tired, I'm, like, quiet and, like, not really like talking a lot and disoriented yeah. but like my sister when she's tired is like angry and cranky and like that like, yeah. typical like I'm tired thing so I wouldn't say necessarily like angry but uh definitely like people are tired before they get their coffee they're like yeah I just need my coffee got you okay well, yeah that was great thank you yeah those are all the questions yeah. I have okay. but okay. thank you you were a lot of help it was nice mm -hmm. meeting you yeah of course nice meeting you too all right, well, that about wraps it up. Um, we have been the Coffee Table Podcast. I'm your host, and we're uh, signing out. Bye. Thank you.